I've been asked recently uh, about uh, why I haven't talked about the Pope being arrested. The simple fact is the Pope wasn't arrested. On a Saturday or a Sunday morning, there was a report by um, someone, uh, and he goes by the conservative beaver, so that lets you know his political leanings and perhaps his mental state as well. Uh, um, that the, the Pope had been arrested on something like 80 counts of child trafficking, child sex trafficking, and various other things. And the, the difficulty with that is his proof was uh, an article that was written by the conservative Beaver in another article, in, on another website. There's nothing to this. And the reason I bring this up is because I think that is a good example of what's happening in our world right now, that we're so filled with conspiracy theories, so filled with uh, pieces of truth, perhaps, small pieces, very small when it comes to the Pope being arrested for child abuse, but, uh, but we believe these things, and, we're, and so much so that our hearts are hardened to the point that we cannot receive then truth. When I responded to the person, well, there's nothing to that story, they said, well, that's not true. I'm sorry, it is. Well, there was a blackout at the Vatican. Actually, people that live at the Vatican reported, no, there was not, not a blackout. The, uh, the, the full story is, that uh, the camera that they were looking at, this conservative beaver was looking at, uh, was focused on a street light, which made all the lights in St. Peter's Square look like they were off, except for a few, a few lights that he claimed must have been solar lights and not uh, hooked up to the electrical system. And this was then when they went in and they arrested the Pope and they put him in jail in an undisclosed location. And, and then uh, on and on it was. While I, I rant about the, the right, the, the left has their own conspiracy theories. I uh, don't know what all of them are or whatever, but uh, equally involving our president and, and some of the evils. And, and we honestly, we can see uh, some of the reaction that they've had against our president or, or against whatever it is, because their hearts are hardened too. Today, as we look at this gospel, this first reading in, this, in our psalm response, we hear that refrain, if today you hear his heart, his voice, harden not your heart. And I think I have, I've always seen that in realms of sin, never in, in the light of truth or untruth. And this morning, as I was praying over these, I began to, to realize perhaps it's just as much if you hear his voice speaking truth, don't harden your heart against it. Receive it. And I think the Lord is speaking profound truth to us during these times. At least he's talking to me truth, and it's not like he's telling me, you know, this is what's happening or, or whatever, but it's, he's saying, peace, peace, calm down, rest in me. Those are the words that we need to hear as a nation. Those are the words... Uh, we need to hear as individuals. And today when we have this leper coming to, to Jesus, uh, and there's something amazing that happens here, that this leper should not have been talking to Jesus by, by any 
a stretch of the imagination. He was a leper. He should have been on the outskirts of town. He should not have been talking to anyone except other lepers, perhaps. This is, this is a terrible read of, of a terrible thing of, of leprosy. This is the way they were treated, though. And yet, if you wish, you can make me clean. If you wish, you can speak a word to me that will heal me. Talk about a, someone whose heart was not hardened whatsoever. He was able to come to the Lord and notice what the Lord does. I do wish it. I do will it. Be made clean. But the Lord gave him instructions. He didn't hear that, that so much for that. But the amazing thing is the Lord took his place. So while the leper went, went out and about, uh, going around to everyone, telling them what the Lord had done for him, the Lord no longer could travel, no longer could, could enter a town openly, but had to stay on the outskirts, remain in dirt, deserted places. But that's what the Lord is willing to do for us. So we know because of our sin, because of our hardness of heart, that the Lord took the cross being put to death on the outskirts of town, being cast out of his own city. He continues to do, be willing to do that for us. He's not on the cross any longer, but he, because of being God, because of being outside time, willingly goes to the outskirts of town for us in order for us to be able to hear, in order for us to be able to have our hearts softened. What word is it that we need the Lord to give us this day? I think I've shared that story already where uh, I have a friend who's, when her son was four years old, and he would be horrified if he knew she had shared this, but he said, Mom, what's the word? Well, what do you mean, what's the word? What's the word? Only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. That word that the Lord wants to speak to us is different for all of us. But no matter what it is, it is a word of truth. It's a word that brings comfort. It's a word that brings peace. So if today the Lord is speaking to us a word, let us not harden our hearts.